I look at my oldest son, who's 19, he's like a pretty spectacular human being. And he's very pulled together. And I was speaking with a friend the other night about two of his like most challenging moments. Once was when he got in trouble for like online behavior that was not good. And the other was when he got caught smoking pot and almost got thrown out of school. I'm not broadcasting his like failures because I want to out him. It's because like those two moments I know taught him more about life than any of his wins. And like if you sit down and talk to him about both of those events, he can very, very clearly tell you about what he learned, you know? I remember in the first event, when we came out of that, he said, what I really, and this was like an honest talk. He wasn't like feeding me shit I wanted to hear. He said to me, like, I've literally learned that like honesty is the best policy and the truth will set you free. Like not lying will set you free. You have found the place to be. This is the Self-Love Peddler Show. I'm Sophie McCallum, your personal self-love peddler. Please leave the single narrative, airbrushed, beauty bot images you have been forced fed at the door. Here we examine our relationship with our bodies and the many shapes and nuances our bodies have. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Welcome to the journey. So humans constantly overestimate what we can accomplish in a day, and we drastically underestimate what we can accomplish in a year. I know on this podcast we've talked about the sand, the pebbles, and the rock analogy. I'll quickly do it again, which is that your life is a vessel. It's filled. You want to get it as fill as possible to have the most fulfilling life as possible. Rocks are the big goals, dreams, visions. Pebbles are the things that are a little smaller, and sand is like the dishwasher and the little stuff every day. If you fill your life with sand, you have no room for rocks and pebbles. You want to get the rocks in first, then the pebbles, then the sand. So it seems obvious, you know, when we hear things like, oh, you can accomplish so much more than you think in a year, but so much less than you think in a day. When I first heard that, it, it literally blew my mind. Like it was so obvious, but it made so much sense. And I was so buried in the sand at that time. And I was even for a long time after kind of conceptually understanding these ideas how many of us make a unreasonable list, to-do list on a daily basis? Even now, you know, I'll make a list of things. I'll sort of map out my week, you know, on Monday morning or Sunday night. And things are constantly shifting because I just, I didn't quite get the balance. And that's okay. No big deal. I mean, if anything, it's sometimes good to overestimate and fit what you can in and sometimes give yourself a little break. Again, reflection, awareness, it all gets back to like that inner check-in. And our day sometimes can end up full of like guilt and disappointment and shame if we just keep not getting to things. So that's why it's super important to like have conscious, compassionate, self-loving reflection on your day and on that to-do list. And often if you go into that point of like disappointment, like I didn't get to X, Y, Z, you feel so discouraged that you don't ever get a chance to think about your big picture goals and your big picture dreams because you didn't get the laundry done, right? Like, I didn't get that last box unpacked. I didn't get the laundry done. I can't even get the dishwasher unloaded. 
I can't even get to the gym. So who do I think I am having this huge goal and dream if I can't even get to stuff on the minutia of my day? Um, but what I have learned is that instead of focusing on that like daily disappointment, which can be pretty toxic and stunting, is looking at that big picture map, right? Like I was able to recognize in my life that self-defeating pattern of ending my day with like disappointment and that toxic judgment. It was keeping me from the bigger picture things that were important to me. So now what I try to do is look at the big rocks. Like what are my rocks? What are my goals? And then how can my daily actions, both pebbles and sand, support those rocks? So rather than getting stuck in the little bit the little micro stuff, you look at the macro stuff, and then you build your micro actions to support the macro. And this, my friends, is what manifesting is about, right? I used to think manifesting, it sounds so like ethereal that I, I thought it was like you just sit there and like meditate on something and it will materialize like million dollars, million dollars, million dollars, come to me, million dollars. Like, while there might not be anything wrong with doing that, you might want to try some other steps as well because it's highly... That might be a great like cherry on the top of hard work, but it's not going to get you what you want. And Instagram just like hammers that like just meditate on it, man, and it will come idea with all of these like beautiful little videos. And at the end of the day, like manifestation is just sort of like an ethereal word for a really good solid business plan or a life map. I hate to take the sunshine and rainbows away, and that's not my intention, but at the end of the day, it is work. And so, you know, again, living in that micro plans of your day, but not having them support your macro vision is going to make you tread water, but never get anywhere. There's no traction without a plan that supports your dreams. And, you know, some of the sort of sparkles, rainbows, and unicorns around manifestation is really good because you got to kind of think outside of the box of what you think is possible to come up with your hopes and dreams. It's like you got to believe in unicorns if you're going to build that life. And it takes work. And you're constantly swimming upstream. So sometimes holding on to those like beautifully magical visions can be incredibly beneficial, if not necessary. But it's got to be connected to, okay, so when I get up, this is what I'm doing here. This is what I'm doing there. And also give yourself the space to take a deep breath when you get off track because you're a human being. Hello, wonderful, worthy, self-loving women. I'm thrilled to introduce you to my newest course, Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love. There's a gold medal in you waiting for you. Are you ready to accept it? This course is all about the ever-evolving process of self-love and self-discovery. If fully embraced, just like self-love, it is endless and can deliver boundless results. Through this course, you will find yourself living fully as your greatest you. In Flourish and Fly, my introductory course, we talk about learning to love ourselves. We learn to see that we are worth the gold. Here we take action. We grab the gold medal. Remember, you may achieve a silver trying to be someone else, but only you have the right to your gold, to your unique glory. Join me inside of Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love and grab your gold. It's already yours for the taking. Are you ready to take it? Join me.
Your time is now. You know, I have often spoken about my first vision board. And you can vision board away. Like, vision boards are wonderful. I do, I use sort of like a virtual vision board with my clients, which is close your eyes and imagine your most fulfilling life. Like, just imagine, like, imagine all of your senses in that life. What's the literal temperature? How does your space smell? What does it look like? How do you feel, you know? Like, really get yourself in that place. Where are you? What's going on? What's different? And what's the same? Like, what did you have to change to get to where you are in this place of your wildest dreams? Like, really, let's, let's create that reality so that we can manifest it. But how does that manifestation happen? By then going back, and once we've defined that macro, going back to the micro and supporting the macro. The little tiny steps get you to those big actions. And it's, it's really not very fancy, right? <laughs> Sometimes not even very exciting. And in my experience, when you're working towards a dream, the most impactful moments are the ones where you pivot and change because you've maybe failed or things haven't worked out the way you thought they were. It's not the moment when it's like, oh my God, a million people are listening to my podcast. That's fucking incredible. It's like it's launching a podcast that nobody listens to and figuring out why so you then get it right. Right? You've constantly got to be pivoting. And those are the moments you learn. I mean, I look at my oldest son who's 19. He's like a pretty spectacular human being. And he's very pulled together. And I was speaking with a friend the other night about two of his like most challenging moments. Once was when he got in trouble for like online behavior that was not good. And the other was when he got caught smoking pot and almost got thrown out of school. I'm not broadcasting his like failures because I want to out him. It's because like those two moments I know taught him more about life than any of his wins. And like, if you sit down and talk to him about both of those events, he can very, very clearly tell you about what he learned, you know? I remember in the first event, when we came out of that, he said, what I really, and this was like an honest talk. He wasn't like feeding me shit I wanted to hear. He said to me, like, I've literally learned honesty is the best policy and the truth will set you free. Like, not lying will set you free. Working towards your goals, understanding that you got to have a little bit of rainbows and sunshine and dreams, but you've also got to be grounded in reality and accepting that that reality can be hard and accepting that that toughness is the stuff that the winners are made of is empowering. You know, I, I have three kids and I often say to them as they talk about, you know, I have one in college one in high school and one who's younger. And But when we talk about how they see their lives going, like I don't assume they're going to go to college. I don't assume they're going to get married. I don't assume they're going to have children. I don't assume they're going to do anything. What I want to do is have them think about like what kind of life do you want? Like where do you see yourself? Like such as I do with my clients, where do you see yourself? And what are the baby steps you can take to get there? Rather than just falling into the baby steps of what life tells you you should be doing, think about what you want and work backwards and then work forwards. So one thing I have learned to do is have tremendous compassion for myself when I can't keep to a desired timeline. 
like and injecting that love towards myself and just not wasting my energy coming down too hard on myself when I'm not as prepared as I expect it to be or don't get things done when I want to do them. Like I'm allowed to now gracefully and peacefully set and achieve my goals. The other thing that's helpful for me to remember is that like the goals of people who are quote unquote winning and the goals of people who are quote unquote losing, I use those, I I hate the quote unquote, but the winner loser is dumbing it down so much. But the goals of people who are winning and losing are often the same. But the difference is the winners keep going, right? The difference is the winners recognize that when things are hard is when you get your fuel. It's when you get to sort of like propel yourself forward. And then you can enjoy the wins later, but it's the tough stuff. If you can move through this tough stuff and make it comfortable, you're unstoppable. Like it's just incredible. So, you know, if the scenario of being stuck in the sand resonates with you, hold some love for yourself and examine everything that you're already accomplishing, no matter how small those accomplishments are. I mean, arguably listening to a podcast about self-love and solidifying that relationship with the self is giving yourself some love. You know, start journaling about your dreams and the steps you can take towards them. Focus on the finish line. There's nothing wrong with focusing on the finishing line. But then you got to start at the beginning. And lastly, just stop. Like completely cease ingesting negative, heavy energy into your days. Because it's likely what's keeping you away from your highest self. It's likely what's keeping you away from loving yourself. And take a moment and go to a mirror and tell yourself how thankful you are for you. And as F. Scott Fitzgerald said, I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. If you are craving to go deeper on your self-love and body love journey, please join me inside my private Facebook group, The Self-Love Shack. We meet once a week to continue our discussions and go deeper. You can also check out my self-love courses and coaching options at selflovepeddler.com. Follow the link in the show description for more details. I leave you with this. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Sending you peace.